Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hello and welcome into a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. Ailey is going to produce the broadcast today. <clears throat> a couple things today. It's going to be our pleasure to bring in the executive director of the college football playoff. He's retiring soon. Bill Hancock will join us and give us an update on why he chose to retire and, uh, you know, the genesis of the playoff and all of that. He'll be with us. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus will also join us and uh, talk a little NFL training camp and some lingering things that are out there. Uh, women's soccer team did not do well today, but they advance. They tied Portugal 0-0, uh, but they do advance to further play. So I guess it's a mixed bag, but obviously they go. Major League Baseball trade deadline, 6 o'clock today. Of course, the big name, Justin Verlander. We will see if the Mets move him. Uh, nobody really seems to know. The Rays just made a move, kind of a minor move. Um, but I don't know if we're going to get a blockbuster. I, I just don't see that. Um, it, it, and again, unless you follow Major League Baseball, some of the people that have been traded, um, you know, you might know a name or two, but but not really many. So, um, but the the Rays made a trade with the Cleveland Guardians. Also, could be could be a very important day when it comes to the future of the Pac-12. Because apparently now um, their commissioner is meeting with the league schools to give them a new idea about what a grant and rights media deal would be. And ESPN is reporting that Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah would either stay as a group or leave as a group if they decide to bolt the Pac-12. South Carolina does something very unusual for them, and I don't mean that as a disparaging thing, they get a five-star football commitment. Five-star edge rusher Dylan Stewart committing to the Gamecocks. He is out of Washington, D.C. And uh, he, Carolina beat out Ohio State, among others, also Georgia and Alabama. So uh, that's a big get. Um, as a matter of fact, He's the first five-star since 2020 when Jordan Birch 
uh, was plucked for Carolina. All right. Today, I want you, if you are a Gator fan or a college football fan, um, to put on your football hat and reminisce a little bit. Okay? I want you to reminisce because that Swamp Kings documentary is coming up very soon. And I think a lot of Gator fans are anxious to see, um, you know, what it entails. So I guess now, if you were here then, if you were a fan, what are your memories? What are your memories of that? Because I just think it's fascinating to me, fascinating that you have what happened and it's been, what, 15 years, whatever it's been since then. You've heard Urban Meyer here. You've heard Steve Adazio here. You've heard Brandon Spikes here. Um, and we're still trying to get others. But there are some people that just will not talk about it. Those obviously were the salad days. So I want to hear your thoughts on that. If you're a baseball fan, give me your thoughts on the trade deadline as well. So until we get our couple of guests on today, we hope we can hear from you. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. I think a lot of Gator fans are worried that this is going to be a hatchet piece. And I don't get that sense. Do I get the sense that the negative of, of what happened will be included? Yes. No doubt. But I also think it'll be the players themselves and the coaches themselves talking all about what happened and once again, the good and the bad. And until it airs, and I'm not going to tell you who, I don't think it's fair, um, but I have reached out to many on that team and just haven't gotten a response. I hope to before it airs. Steven says, do we need the Gator quarterback to be an effective passer to an extent or just be a game manager with minimum mistakes? No, I think you need the Gator quarterback to be an effective passer. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, no. That's not who Graham Mertz or Jack Miller is or any other quarterbacks they have right now. But it's interesting to me, one of my former students uh, worked in Madison, Wisconsin, covering Graham Mertz. Just talked to her today. And I said, give me Graham Mertz. And she said, terrific kid, 
uh, terrific off the field, good leader, could be very good at the quarterback position, but her words now, when he was rattled, wasn't so good. I mean, that's a lot of quarterbacks, right? But she covered him, but said, you know, from a leadership standpoint, all of that stuff, good. But no, Stephen, I think, and, and again, you, I'll use your word. What is effective? What is that? What is that? What, what's the definition of effective? 300 yards, 200 yards, whatever. But, I mean, you do have to make, if Mertz has a, uh, an issue, it was turnovers. So I think that's part of it. All right, let's go to our Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Daryl, hello. Hey, good afternoon, Steve. Steve, I didn't get the list to show you yesterday. I was still on vacation. But um, give me your thoughts on Scherzer being traded to the uh, Rangers and the Mets. Um, I can understand why the Mets did it. Um, they obviously are, I think, the, the most underachieving team in baseball this year. Maybe the Padres would be close. But I think, you know, given the money the Mets spent, you know, what they did last year, who their names were on the roster. It just hasn't panned out for them. Um, so, and if you're Texas, you know, the Rangers have not been good of late. Uh, they've got a great manager now in Bruce Bochy, and they're doing this without Jacob DeGrom, too. So I like the fact they went for it, and I think the Mets, uh, I think, will end up trading Verlander. I could be wrong, but why keep him at this point? If you can get something for them, so we'll see. Right. Steve, I watched some of the uh, Orioles-Yankees games Sunday night. What's your impression of Baltimore so far? Do you think they'll be in the postseason? Yes, I do. Um, I'm very impressed because, I mean, look at last year. I mean, this is a team that, you know, lost 100 games not too long ago. And they've turned it around with good young talent. I mean, if I said to you, name me three guys on the Orioles, could you? The short kid, a shortstop that uh, was committed to Auburn. That's the only one I can tell. Well, you know, Rushman, the catcher, pretty good too because he was a big, he was a top pick. But I, I, what I'm saying is, they've done it. You know, through their farm system, through draft, they don't have, you know, big name. They don't have a Verlander or a Scherzer on their team. They've done it the right. And again. There's different ways to build your team, but they've done it the old-fashioned way, and that's good to see. And Steve, as far as the, uh, my thoughts on the Urban Meyer era, I guess my most memorable moment was the uh, blocked uh, kick by Jarvis Moss, the field goal against, against South Carolina, and you know sitting in the stands for that one and being in Atlanta when we beat Alabama, you know, in uh, 08 for the SEC title. Yeah, and, and and I think you know a lot of people forget the bad when, when you win you know that's what most people focus on and I think that's that's the way it probably should be because again you're reveling in the win and I think sometimes except for Urban Meyer there's still there's still a segment of the Gator fan base that will never uh re-welcome Urban Meyer because of the way he left here but that's a whole nother story all right, Steve. Thanks a lot today. Yep, Daryl, thank you. 1214, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. 
Good afternoon, I'm Brooke tonight. Gator football is back in action, and as of yesterday, they had their first fall practice. This weekend, an open practice for fans is set to be held on Saturday from 2.30 to 4.30 p.m. inside the stadium. In soccer, Team USA tied their third match in the FIFA World Cup with Portugal this morning. As the U.S. team moves on, they will play their next match this Sunday. In baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays beat the Yankees last night in their first game of the series, 5-1. They will play again today, and make sure you tune in here for the coverage of that game at 6.30. The Miami Marlins will also play their second game against the Philadelphia Phillies today at 6.40. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Brooke Janite. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You know, as far as charities go, most of them do really, really terrific work for whatever cause they are behind. Same thing with the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. For some time now, they've been ha- uh, helping at-risk young boys who come from troubled homes. And they do that through your donations of unused or unwanted vehicles of just about any kind. They take the vehicles, they fix them up, then they resell them. So they learn real life skills while doing the work to get the vehicles ready to, to be sold. And again, your donations are tax deductible and it goes a long way towards helping this really great cause. It's easy to find out more. All you have to do is Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. That's rbr.org. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Ah, the good life. You deserve it. The pros at Electronics World can help you enjoy the good life at home in comfort with premium video and audio components from the best in the business. Sony, Yamaha, Marantz, Bryston, Rotel, Bowers & Wilkins, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. Whether it's a two-channel stereo system, outdoor entertainment, or a home theater room with surround sound, EW has what you need to enjoy the good life. Visit our showroom in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. Does your knee pain keep getting worse? How about that pain in your shoulder or hip or back? Don't let them tell you steroids and surgery are your only options. Take my advice now and call QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics can make that pain go away with all natural advanced regenerative medicine. They're helping people here every day with these amazing natural treatments that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. It's like turning back the clock. Regenerative medicine uses concentrated healing agents from your own body to stimulate that damaged tissue in your joints so they can work like they're supposed to, and there's zero downtime. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting medical breakthrough. Patients here are getting real lasting relief and are saying no to surgery and drugs. 
If you have pain due to injury or arthritis, this is a remarkable option you need to check out. And the consultation is free. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. The WRUF Radio app. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Scott Strickland, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Hope you enjoyed having Scott here live yesterday talking about uh, the stadium, and uh, I appreciate you uh, giving your feedback to him. I know that's what he really wanted to get yesterday. He wanted to hear from you, uh, whether he agreed or didn't agree, he wanted to hear, and uh, you came through yesterday. BB says he remembers the urban days. His dad was having cancer and dementia issues. We could always talk about football when he was having a bad day. Urban and that team saved us. And he said he missed the second half of the show. Did Scott mention the ballpark numbers for a complete renovation of the stadium versus a completely new one? Uh, no, he didn't give numbers. I don't think they know that yet. Um, he says the one, the one negative I see besides the much higher cost of the new stadium is the loss of the terrific dynamic we have on game day along University Avenue, stretching towards downtown, 13th Street in the Union area, not to mention fans wandering through the center of campus. My guess is a new one would be on the periphery of the campus and most likely to the southwest side. Um, look, I'm just going to tell you this, and I have nothing and in terms of somebody whispering in my ear and telling me this. There's next to no chance there's going to be a new stadium built, in my humble opinion. Unless, I, I think the way Scott said it yesterday, you have to do due diligence. I go back to the baseball stadium, okay? They wanted to keep that stadium as the new stadium. They, they did everything they possibly could, but realized because they were landlocked, and other things, it just couldn't be done. Ergo, new stadium, which has turned out to be wonderful. Okay, Same thing here. Same thing here. They feel the swamp is an iconic place. It's on campus, blah, blah, blah. So if they can possibly fix it and fix it correctly, that's the route I think they're going to take. I frankly think it's the route they should take. It's, I understand when you have Condren, nobody's pining for Perry Field anymore. It's nostalgic. Saw a lot of baseball there, the hill and left field, all that, but nobody's pining for it. But I think you would miss the swamp. I do. Um... Lucas says he became a fan of those teams as a seven-year-old, and I became a Gator because of those teams. It's funny. No one 
will speak negatively of the team, but will speak negatively of the coach of that team who coached that group to two national championships in three years and almost a third in 09. John says, he's in St. Augustine, Chris Holtz, the pitching coach for the Orioles, he's a Flagler College grad here in St. Augustine, played for Flagler, now made it big time in Baltimore, maybe the next manager selected by a struggling team. That's good. Um, That's really good. All right, come on, let's talk some sports. I don't care if it's MLB, whatever. Uh, Also want to tell you that Three weeks from today, three weeks from today, the head ball coach is back, Shane Matthews is back with our show, Inside the Huddle. Three weeks from today, we're back. Looking forward to that. Getting Looking forward to getting the band back together for another year. It'll be cool. Mark says, easy to remember all the games we won, which to this day I still reminisce. And one thing I'll never forget is a two-hour drive home with my dad after the loss to Ole Miss. Each of us wondering what it would have been if Tebow didn't overthrow a wide-open Harvin late in the fourth. That's true, which would have won the game. However, looking back, maybe that loss was for the best. It was for the best. It turned out to be the best. I mean, nobody knew that at the time, Mark, certainly. But, yeah, it, uh, it turned out that way. Uh, Vince, loved the team, and to be very honest with you, didn't like the coach at the time. I'm not one of those that's going to bash Urban Meyer now. I just thought he was smug, but I must admit, when he was coaching my Gators to championships, I swallowed it because he was a good coach. You didn't have to like the guy, but certainly understand he was a really good coach. I don't care what you think of him. Are you going to take away those championships? You're not. It was, I mean, think about this. It's only 15 years, right, which is in the scope of time, not a lot. But look how much the sport has changed just in 15 years. You cannot do what you what he did now. There is absolutely no way you can do that. Not now. And that's just how much it's changed. But I I really am anxious to see um what this documentary will portray. It'll be fun. All right, let's get to uh, Tony here real quick. Hi, Tony. Hey, Steve. What's up, man? Hey. Steve, uh, when I think back about that time, man, one of the things that I think about, and it's funny that you brought it up, was just Urban Meyer's swagger. The swagger he had when he took over the program and the swagger that uh, that uh, those teams had for about a three-, four-year period, to me, was only matched by those hurricane swaggers of, like, the early 2000s. Uh, that's how I remember that period. It's Urban Meyer his swagger, Steve. Yeah, I mean, I think Spurrier's group had that, but in a more um, subdued way. You know, they knew they were good, but they didn't 
push the envelope, so to speak, where Urban's group abs- you know, obviously did. Correct. Hey, Steve, changing the subject real quick. If the Yankees stand pat, do not trade to get anybody and do not sell. Just stand pat with this team. Is that like one of the biggest blunders like in the last 10 years? I mean, how does Cashman still keep his job, man? I think the Yankee situation, Tony, is a pretty unique one in that, you know, they've been hit with injuries. Um, you know, you expected to have Rodon, for example, for the entire year, and you, you don't. Um, but I guess my question would be, who do you let go? Who do you, who do you, tr- what do you have as a chip to trade to get help? And I don't know the Yankee organization well enough to answer that, but I don't know how well stocked they are in terms of prospects for them to go out and get, you know, real meaningful help. Yeah, that's not the issue. They got plenty of prospects for that. Um, Cashman just doesn't want to give them up, it looks like. And if that's not and if that's the case, then you gotta sell off. Because it's a it's a seller's market right now. Uh people will give you a whole ton of prospects for just a couple of players. And as far as I look at it, only Judge and Volpe and maybe Cole are, are, are safe. Everybody else, I will sell off right now. I don't see it happening this year, and they can load up on a lot of prospects in this market, Steve. But I don't know how Cashman keeps doing it, man. He keeps keeping his job. Okay. So we'll All right, Tony. Appreciate right, you. Guys. Thank you. Yep. J.D. and John, I've been asking for calls. I get them. I have a guest coming up. So uh, give me a call after we hear from the uh, – College football playoff director Bill Hancock. He's coming up next. Twelve twenty-eight time check. Brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. ESPN ninety-eight one FM eight fifty AM WYUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida. ESPN ninety-eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. This is not a contest. It's a paid advertisement by Family Dream Getaways with the purpose of soliciting sales of vacation ownership. Some terms and conditions apply. Airfare not included. If you want to go on a family vacation to Orlando, Las Vegas, or Cancun, Family Dream Getaways is giving away a magical getaway for just $2.99 to the first callers that can name an animal that lays eggs and is not a bird. Do you know it? An animal that lays eggs and is not a bird. Call now. 1-800-249-9129. 1-800-249-9129. 1-800-249-9129. If you're between the first 20 callers, you also get a Bahamas cruise. And don't worry about anything ruining your travel plans. We can extend your trip and free cruises for up to two years. Name an animal that lays eggs and is not a bird. And you'll get Orlando, Las Vegas, or Cancun for just $2.99 plus a Bahamas cruise. What are you waiting for? Call now. 1-800-249-9129. 1-800-249-9129. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okito America. <laughs> Martial arts, academic tutoring, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Classes for ages 5 and up. Locations at 6900 Southwest Archer Road, 7420 West Newberry Road, and opening in August in Alachua. Hurry, sign up at okitoamerica.com today before after-school classes fill up. That's okitoamerica.com. Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission is Gainesville's no-hassle, no-overcharge auto repair shop. Now looking for qualified auto mechanics to join their growing team. If you're a self-motivated worker with an attitude for excellence, Bush Auto Repair is looking for you. 
Enjoy competitive pay and a family working environment where they've been keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call 352-372-0372. That's 372-0372 now or at chuckbushautorepair.com. season and famous footwear is the place for great savings for a limited time save up to an additional thirty dollars when you get new shoes for the entire family from all your favorite brands like adidas new balance vans and more hurry this great deal won't last long so shop online or bring the whole family to a famous footwear near you and let our team of sizing experts help every kid find the perfect fit some exclusions apply from the uf weather center here is your wruf weather update a mix of sun and clouds again this afternoon with temperatures rising into the lower 90s, higher heat indices. Seabury showers and storms will kick up again first along the nature coast and move inland and east during the afternoon and into the evening. We do have a stalled front over the southeast that could kick up an additional round of thunderstorms, especially for the I-10 corridor later on tonight. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. It's a the, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah. But uh, Aaron Rodgers said that Sean Payton's comments about Nathaniel Hackett were very surprising and out of character for a coach to do that to another coach. I thought it was way out of line and appropriate, and I think he needs to keep uh, my coach's names out of his mouth. It, it was almost a Will Smith moment. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Well, we are still waiting on Bill Hancock. Hopefully, he will call us. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, uh, okay, let's see here. George says, the way I view Urban Myers, we had a great relationship and then a very ugly divorce. I appreciate what he brought to our program, and time will heal all wounds. I, I I don't know that it will for some. I I think I, I really believe this. Had he not screwed up with Jacksonville, Urban, I'm talking about, he probably would be in the Ring of Honor. I I, I really believe that. But because of that, I, I, I think that was put off. And I'm not sure now, you know, where that's going to go. But now, for the, the other callers who had called in earlier, um, this is the wonderful thing about radio here. You just don't know who's going to call when. So we will see. Um, Joe emails, says, what's going to happen in the Pac-12? Um, I don't know. I don't know. 
Joe, but I will say this. There is still um, maneuverings going on as far as expansion, as far as going into um, other leagues. That is not going away. Not going away. And it's interesting, I mentioned this, you know, there's, there was a board of trustees meeting here at FSU that's already, that this, that's come up sort of out of the blue. And that's got some people's ears pricked up, like why? Because you have to notify the league, in the ACC in this case, in writing uh, by a certain date if you're thinking about getting out. And with all the hoopla for Florida State, They've not won an eight. It hasn't been as long as Florida, right? It's been 15 years since Florida's won an SEC championship. It's been nine years since FSU won an ACC championship. But Clemson was picked to win the ACC with FSU second. And Clemson's dominated that league, obviously. They've won seven of the last eight years. Miami was picked to finish fifth. Fifth. So the U is certainly not all the way back. And how about Virginia? Virginia is a team that was pretty good, and they dropped like a stone. They're picked to finish dead last in the ACC. Pretty incredible. All right, we're going to get Bill Hancock here now. Uh, and we're glad of that because Bill's been a friend of our program, and uh, <clears throat> we're going to talk to him here momentarily. And then again, we'll talk to Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, little NFL talk at the bottom of the next hour. All right, let's bring in Bill Hancock here to join us here live on Sports Scene. Bill, it's good to talk with you again, and thank you for taking the time. Well, good to talk to you again, and I am six minutes late or five, so I need to get a demerit. <laughs> put, put me on double secret probation. <laughs> okay, fair enough, Bill. Um, <laughs> let, let's start with, I mean, for those who don't know, you will be retiring. What, what went behind that decision for you? I had been thinking about it for two or three years, and I thought, okay, let's get through the pandemic and then I thought, ah, oh, we're going to probably expand the format. Let's get through that. And now seems like a good time. The 12-team format's in place. Uh, we're working through the details, and we'll continue during the 18 months that I'm still going to be here. It just felt like the right time. And I have a lot of things I want to do. My wife and I have a whole list of travel places. Uh, we've been to Gainesville, so we don't have to worry about that. But there's a lot of places we want to go. So, yeah, it just felt felt like the right times. Uh, you're going to miss it. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm going to miss I'm going to miss the people. I'm going to miss what I do. But I'm also looking forward to the next chapter. Um, when you took this job to now, if you had to if I said to you, look back, Bill, was this job all you thought it would be when you initially took it? 
Oh, man, no. Um, when I first took it, I was, we were still with the BCS. Right. And I, I had eight years with the BCS. And then when the playoffs started, of course, um, I was the only staff member. And the commissioner said to me, "Get build a staff, get an office, get procedures for the selection committee, do all that, make it happen. And we did. And I'm, I'm very happy with, with how that all came out. Um, I came to this from the operations side. I was a stadium person and a, and a communications person. And I think the difference now is that I have, over the years, become more of a politics person. That's probably the biggest change. Uh, when you when it was decided to go to this new 12-team format, I guess now you can you know, discuss a little bit more about that. What was attractive about 12 as opposed to any other type of combination? We talked about the working group that put this together and made the recommendation talked about, I think it was 63 different <laughs> formats. <laughs> and, and, you know, a lot of those were variations on, on the theme. But here's what 12 gave us. Over eight. I'll talk about eight for a second. If you had six conference champions and two at-large teams, that's fewer at-large teams than we have today because we have now we have four at-large teams. Nobody wanted to back up and have fewer at-large spots. And we started talking about 12. I don't think any of us that had 12 in mind when we got together, but it evolved. And the balance between the six, conference champions that qualify automatically by winning their conference and then the six at-large teams really felt good that 50-50 balance six conference champions and six at-large teams just felt good we like the idea of the buys teams competing for buys we like the idea of the four first round games on campus that's the next threshold you compete to host to host and then of course the last four teams will go on the road there's a lot of good to be said about 12. Bill, when you take a look, because you can do this now because you'll be retiring, at, at where college football is, um, NIL is out there, all these other things that are floating as possibilities to alter the sport. Where do you see college football right now, and where do you see it in the future? You, you hit the nail on the head about the challenges that face all of us. But the game is extraordinarily popular. I would argue that it's more popular than it's ever been. Uh, wait, till, wait till we start playing. And, and you look at, look at the crowds in the stands in September and October and all, all season. The game is extraordinarily popular. It's almost as if Joe Fan hears us talking about the problems, but they don't care. They just want to see college football. So the, the, the game's in good shape. Yeah, do we have some things to work on? Absolutely. But the, the game is in, well, better than good shape. It's in great shape. I had a person email me here, and he wanted to ask you a question, Bill. He said, I know there's a committee that, that Scott Strickland at one point was on, he said, but he's, he wanted to know how that committee is chosen. This is the team selection committee. Yep. Uh, it is chosen by, well, 
there, there's some criteria. First of all, regionalization. We want regional balance. Um, people from different parts of the country. Then there's five classifications of members, and we just fill in those spots. And the classifications are sitting current athletic directors, former players, former coaches, people from the community, as it were, um, and then former media people. I I love the fact that we have the classifications. And frankly, the the conference commissioners, all 10 of them, plus the Notre Dame AD, get together and look at what are the openings, what classifications do we need to fill, what geographic area do we need to fill, and they appoint the members. Uh, my My last two questions for you. Um, how did you go about, in terms of when you do the expanded playoff, the rotation of the bowls and how they fit in? Was that easy to accomplish? It, remember that the first two seasons of the 12-team of the tournament are under the current contracts. So by the current contracts, we know that the six bowl games will be a part of it. And uh, we, are, we also knew who the semifinals were going to have were where the semifinals were going to be. We know in 24, the semifinals contractually will be in the Cotton Bowl and Orange Bowl. And then in 25, the semifinals move to the Peach and Fiesta. So the quarters just fall in behind that. So for 24 and 25, it was easy. We don't know what we're going to do for starting in, in the 26th regular season. We really haven't talked much about that. But that that'll be out there for conversation. There's a lot of people that have different feelings about that. Some people think all the games ought to be on campus. Some people think all the, all the games ought to be on bowl and then bowls. I think we've hit the sweet spot with the first round on campus and then the quarters and semis and bowl games. Uh, but it, it, it wasn't to answer your question. It, no, it wasn't very hard. Okay, uh, my final one. Uh, you kind of said you know some things maybe need to be tweaked. You know before things happen. It, can you be a little more specific? Anything that's left that. Is a big deal to tweak, or is everything pretty much set in stone? Um, no, no big deals remain. Uh, the devil is in the details, and there there are lots of details that we still have to hack out for the first-round games. I'll give you an example. How many tickets does a visiting team get ah, okay. when, they, when they play the Gators? Uh, that's important. We want you to be able to get the same number of tickets if you have a visiting team and you're playing at Florida as if you're playing at Southern Cal. Um, Hotel rooms. How many hotel rooms do we need for the visiting team? How do we deal with small cities, uh, university towns, Clemson, St. College, Stillwater, um, Starkville? Details like that 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 are taking me back to my operations days. It's an exciting time and a really fun time, but we have we have all those things and more that we still need to work out. Interesting stuff. And again, the college football playoff executive director, Bill Hancock, our guest, he'll be around until his contract expires, which I think is in February of 2025. So he will still be around, and I hope we get you back uh, as the new format takes place very soon. Bill, I always appreciate you doing this. Thank you for your time. Thanks for having me on. I look forward to doing it again before too long. You Take care. It, Bill. Yep. Thank you. CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock live here on Sports Scene. 1246 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. 
on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Brooke Janite. In baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays beat the Yankees last night in their first game of the series, 5-1. They will play again today, and make sure you tune in here for the coverage of that game tonight at 6.30. The Miami Marlins also play their second game against the Philadelphia Phillies today at 6.40. Gator football is back in action, and as of yesterday, they had their first fall practice. This weekend, an open practice for fans is set to be held on Saturday from 2.30 to 4.30 p.m. inside the stadium. In soccer, Team USA tied their third match in the FIFA World Cup with Portugal this morning. As the U.S. team moves along, they will play again this Sunday. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Brooke Janine. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I first heard of Exceptional Dentistry through family. Our dentist had retired and we were looking for a new dentist and I valued everybody's input from the family. And so they said that it was professional, well done, friendly staff. Uh, they were just so impressed. I would like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry that you can trust them implicitly to do the best job ever. It's not your worry. Let put the worry in their hands and then you'll have a great outcome. Let them do their thing. It's a great spot. We recommend them to everybody. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. Medicaid covered many Floridians during the public health emergency, but now for many, that coverage may end. If you are in jeopardy of losing your health coverage, don't worry. You may qualify for affordable health insurance through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace. Navigators are ready to help you find the most affordable coverage option. This help is always free and confidential. Visit us at CoveringFlorida.org to learn more. That's CoveringFlorida.org. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Swamps are defined as an area of low-lying, uncultivated ground where water collects. When you add 88,000 people to that mix, what do you get? Immortality. Here's a bounce out by Pirine. The Michael Pirine. Tight ropes to sideline. He's going to take it for the Gator touchdown. 88 yards. Gators football returns to Ben Hill Griffin Stadium this September. Right here on your home for the three-time national champions. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. 
Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 a.m. WRUF. Well, with Major League Baseball's trade deadline coming up, apparently Astros, Dodgers, Braves, and Orioles all in on Justin Verlander. And believe it or not, uh, somebody I trust told me the Padres. Yeah. Wow. Let's get some calls. John, welcome to the show. Yeah, good afternoon, Steve. It's kind of like a segue with what I wanted to talk about before I get to my NFL question to you. Um, you had mentioned earlier you never really think there's going to be any you know, blockbuster, but that could be a blockbuster if one of those teams, uh, you know, get uh, Verlander. I mean, when Scherzer are going to the Rangers, I mean, other teams like my Reds, I think they're just going to stay pat. You know, they pick up a, you know, some bullpen help yesterday uh, from the A's. I'm not sure how much help that's going to help them, but I, I like to see what's going to happen to the next month. See if they stay competitive with the the Brewers. I think the Brewers are overall they've they've shown that they're they're the muscle of the of the uh, the central though right now. But the Reds are up a game and a half. But uh, we'll see in the next two or three weeks. See how how well cause I know. The Reds got some daunting uh, competition coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, the Brewers haven't been playing well um, lately, and that is a you know relatively weak division. The Cardinals usually own it. Uh, they've had a historically bad year for that franchise. Uh, so uh, you know, look, I'm glad you know if I don't have a rooting interest, if it's not the Mets division, I- I'm kind of happy as a fan of baseball when. You know, Cincinnati's always been a really good baseball town, so good for the Reds if they're if yes. they're better. You know, Pittsburgh. It, you know, back in the day when Bonds was there and Bonilla was there and all those guys, they were really good. And then they haven't yeah. competed in a while, so I like when a franchise like that is pretty good. Low market. Well, switching to NFL, and I know you followed here in the last recent. You know, where all these running backs are getting low market. You know. Elliott's out on the market. Now Jonathan Taylor, I mean, um, it's unfortunate that he's having that uh, that stalemate with the owner up there. I just, I'm feeling bad for somebody like Richardson, obviously not just him, but Min- Minshew, you know, and then they lost a, a backup running back yesterday. Now it's going to be just what, what's going to think is going to happen up at in Indy. Well, certainly it's not been good, you know, early on here. Uh their other running back, uh, Moss, I think broke his hand or broke his arm or right. something of that. Um, so, yeah, it's not been really good so far. But, look, they're in a division. I mean, I think Jacksonville is probably yeah. going to be picked to win that division, as surprising as that sounds, because the other teams, you know, just aren't that good. Tennessee's okay, uh, but the other ones are s- sort of rebuilding. So, you know, I, I think the Colts are in a tough way unless they can get healthy quick. Yeah, well, Taylor, if, if they don't sign him or if he doesn't – if he sits out, I mean, that's obviously not good news for for that franchise, you know. And it, it, it makes – I mean, we can look around the whole NFL and whether or not paying these, these running backs. And I get it where the, the, the scope of the game today is, is more passing. But uh, I think Taylor is one of the top – three running backs in the game right now, and I just seems that's unfortunate that, that they're having that stalemate. Everything changes, and, and I yep. think that's the, 
the, the one constant in life and in sports. It may take a while. You know, sometimes change happens quickly. Sometimes change takes a while. But everything, every game evolves. You know, the baseball I grew up with is much different now than, you know, what baseball is. And football, too. Because, you know, I mentioned this sort of tongue-in-cheek yesterday. When we were kids and we were playing football in the yard or football at the park, nobody ran the ball. You threw it. Yeah, right. Right? Well, okay, and I get it's not the same, but the game has changed where the quarterback has become the most important position, arguably in sports. And so you're paying that position a great deal of money. You've got to pay people to catch the football from that quarterback, and you've got to pay the people to protect them. That leaves right. out running backs at this point. That's true. That's just how, it, you, how it is. Hey, man. Have a great day, man. Okay, John, thank you. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. I'm glad that uh, Bill Hancock talked to you about the way that they constructed the, the format. I think it's kind of cool. Chris says, if they built a new stadium, it certainly could still be in the swamp. No matter what part of Gainesville you're in, it's still insanely hot and muggy. That is true. That said, Strickland made an excellent point in your show yesterday. You don't see new stadiums built with the rows as steep as Ben Hill Griffin. That's what helps create the loudest stadium in college football. I don't think any Gator fan wants to lose that. He was spot on. I agree with that, Chris. A new stadium would be in the billion-dollar range. I agree with you not happening. I have confidence they'll upgrade the swamp. It will look amazing. Andrew uh, says, conference realignment. This is talk ever end. What's going to happen to Miami? How can FSU Clemson pay ACC the buyout? Well, that called boosters, right? They can come up with money. Um, but you have to understand the dynamic, Andrew, of where athletics is today. Not that it always hasn't been money-driven. It has. And look, let's go back to the good old days, okay, when you had the Big 8 and the Pac-8. Remember that? Big 10. Those conferences stayed the same for quite a while. But what happened? Money. You're always looking to make more money. So you expand. No different now. And I'm sorry, in my humble opinion, fan bases now are worse in terms of more vocal, social media, less patience. It, look, it used to be a coach got four years, you know, the majority of the time. Four years was sort of the, even five. You had you had time to build. That's no longer the case. That is no longer the case. And to compete, you have to come up with money to compete. You have to have facilities, all that other stuff. So that's why you have, in part, this constant uh, wheel spinning where schools are looking for their best interests. Uh, Tom says, be good to keep the stadium close to the new football facility and relatively close to University Avenue. That said, 
How about putting a swamp where Percy Beard Track and Field is currently located, replace the track and field facility where the swamp is now? Why? Why would you, for moving down the street, however far that is, Tommy, I don't, why? I mean, maybe you see something I don't in that, but I just don't, there's not enough room there. Colonel Tom, what do you think is the threshold for an automatic conference bid? With all the movement, contraction, and shifting, I can't see a clean six-conference bid system lasting. Example, if SC and UCLA are followed by Oregon and Washington moving to the Big Ten, what happens? Well, the Pac-12 will either A, cease to exist, or B, they'll have to go after other schools. That's, that's what happens here. It's cannibalism. It's cannibalism. Do you think the big, I mean, look, those conferences get together every once in a while. Everybody's, you know, hi, how are you? You know, how's life, right? But in the end, the Big 12's for the Big 12. The Big 10's for the Big 10. And the SEC's for the SEC. And if, if you happen to step on somebody's feet along the way and knock them off, that's business. That's our first hour. Thanks to the college football Playoff Executive Director Bill Hancock for joining us. Let's keep talking about this stuff in Hour 2. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WAUF. days of end of season deals during the truckload event at Lowe's. Right now, save on major appliances and get an additional 10% off in-store clearance appliances. Plus, you can get up to 35% off select tools and accessories. Find big savings during the final days of the truckload event happening now. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows home improvement. Valve through two Exclusions apply while supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper? Just go to 4 slash joy. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, and the process is 100% online. To start your free online visit, go to 4 slash joy. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. International Diamond Center is giving you relief from rising prices with incredible offers now through the end of August. Now through the end of August, IDC is offering you 36 months zero interest financing on pre-owned Rolex watches. Three years, zero interest. And yes, this special finance offer includes all of IDC's luxury pre-owned Rolex watches. Hundreds in stock. Nothing is excluded. Submariners, Daytonas, Datejusts, Batmans, Pepsis. IDC has all the hard-to-find Rolex models in stock. Men's and Ladies watches. These pre-owned Rolex watches are in pristine condition. Each one hand-selected and carefully inspected for quality and craftsmanship. Right now, through the end of August, you can walk away with a Rolex of your dreams and enjoy 36 months zero interest financing, three years of low affordable payments. Don't miss this chance to get the Rolex you deserve. Now through August 31st only during IDC's amazing Summer of Savings event, International Diamond Center. On approved credit, Rolex financing offer requires 20% down payment. 
Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Tuesday. Ailey is our producer. We thank him for his work. We thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us and talk sports on Sports Scene. And man, I like it when you talk sports with me. I like the exchange. I like the repartee. Talking to myself is not a whole lot of fun. So, with that in mind, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, will join us bottom of the hour, talk a little NFL, and we'll hear from you, 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Major League Baseball trade deadline has five more hours to go. We'll see if any big names uh, are going to be sent away. My sense is that's not going to happen, Uh, but we will see. Uh, Okay, let's get some calls. We'll start with D. D, hello. Hey, how you doing, Steve? Good. Good. Welcome back, man. Yep. Uh, Good good, good conversation you had there with John with the uh, the NFL and the running backs. I thought I'd chime in and – Give you my two cents on it, uh, but specifically Saquon Barkley. Uh, you know, Steve, I, I thought he really had a chance to kind of make a statement because I look at it like this. Uh, you know, he was 40% of the Giants' offense last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look you look at that, or uh, you look at the Giants' schedule this year, Steve. Um, I think they said last year they had the 25th easiest schedule. This year they have the fifth toughest. And I think their first four games are Dallas, the Cardinals, the 49ers in Seattle. I think if he would have sat out uh, at least a few of those games and the Giants had lost, and then maybe Daniel Jones doesn't look so good without him uh, in the backfield, because I tell you, Steve, uh, no defensive coordinator is scared of what the Giants have in the backfield. Uh, when you put Saquon Barkley back there, it's just a whole different, whole different animal. You have to account for him in the run game and the pass game. And I just think for him to come back, and not even, you know, at least if you're going to come back, Steve, have in the contract that the Giants can't franchise you again next year. So the Giants can do this two more times. So, you know, he, he didn't really – and the incentives he has are almost unreachable, and it's predicated on the Giants making the playoffs. So I just think, man, people say these running backs are devalued. Go tell me your running backs devalued in November, December, and January – when the weather is not 85 degrees, when it's 30 and 20 degrees outside. Tell me who's passing in that kind of weather. So I think he really had a chance to make a statement, and he missed out. I think the the thing that surprised me the most was the fact that the Giants could franch- could tag him again. That, that, right. that stunned me because when he talked about not playing the whole season, you know, sitting out, okay, I, uh, if I'm him, I that's an, an option, certainly. But then when all the dust settles and what he, what did he win out of that? Yeah, the, 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 the thing about him being tagged again really shocked me. I, I didn't understand that. Yeah, I mean, at least if he would have got that out of it, I would have said, okay, you know, you can really – because the thing is, Steve, we don't really know what these guys are worth because they're not on the open market. If they were free to – you know, side with anybody else, I'm pretty sure they would probably make over more. But these 
these these teams have these franchise tags and it it allows them to kind of get you know good good production for for cheap so uh if you would have been able to hit that market man i think someone would end up paying him so like i said man i think he he really lost out man at least at least don't have the let the giants uh give you a chance to franchise you again and you know i i will say this and i think you make a good point and i do think it's lost because uh, i'm hoping to have a guest on tomorrow that negotiated has negotiated a ton of contracts in the NFL because i wonder what goes specifically into it you know in other words if you're a quarterback what goes into that if you're an offensive lineman what goes into that well what about a running back cuz i think if you're playing now a lot of the stadiums now do have domes but if you're in chicago if you're in green bay now they still throw the football aaron rodgers does throw the football when he was in green bay but is the running back there a little more uh uh not focused was uh, uh featured because of the cold weather sure i think you make a valid point yep be good steve appreciate you d thank you swamp train what's happening Hey, what's up, Steve? Long time no hear, my man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Hey, look, man, I want to speak on the uh, couple of things there on the swamp and also, you know, the Billy Napier as a head coach and the team, if you don't mind. Sure. Well, I tell you what, first thing on the swamp, Steve, born and raised in Gainesville, you know, I've been going there since I was a little kid, man. It ain't nothing like coming downtown Gainesville, either it's on a Saturday night, Friday night. You know, when you look over your shoulders, you can't help but see the swamp sitting right there, Steve. You can't move that, Steve. It's a lot of tradition there, like like uh, Scott said yesterday. I mean, it's it'll change games in a lot of ways if you move the swamp from right where it's at. Like it, I don't think that'd be the best idea myself, me personally. Yeah, I, look, I, I think it's uh, what's, how do I want to say the swamp train? Sometimes the only constant is change. It's just like the baseball right. stadium, right? As somebody who came to school here when Perry Field had the hill, you know, it, it, a lot of people didn't want to see Perry Field get torn down or, or move because of the tradition, because of, you know, how many years baseball was played there. It ended up being a pretty darn good thing. I mean, I don't think anybody thinks Condren Ballpark is a bad place to go watch a baseball game, and I don't think people pine for the old baseball stadium. But in this case, with football, I think it's a different animal. I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with I agree 100% right there because, I mean, you're talking 100,000 people coming into town in the one spot. And I've, I done been all through, the, uh, all through the campus out there, so I cannot think for the life of me at one good spot it would be a good idea to put the stadium because I know that campus like the back of my hand. I maybe not like the students. But I can get through that without a GPS, I can tell you that. <laughs> well, and, and Scott, when he was here yesterday, made a really good point in that, okay, let, let's say there's available land someplace, southwest, whatever it is. Okay. But like he said, what's the drainage like there? What's the, right. th- That's all something you have to look at as, as part of the package here, not just, oh, there's 50 acres. Well, what's is it swamp? Yeah. Is it you know? Can you build on it? What do you have to do? I mean that that that's the due diligence he's talking about in trying to find a place like that. Yeah, absolutely right. And I talked to law enforcement, Steve, uh, just the other day. 
Uh, we, I, don't, we, I don't know how we got on the subject about it, but we just happened to got on the subject about the traffic in Gainesville. When there's 100,000-plus people in, in Gainesville, Florida, it's not as big as Tampa or Jacksonville. And he said himself that they had um, the uh, Buccaneers out of Tampa call UF and ask them, how do y'all get 100,000 people out of the city that fast after the games? We're having so much trouble doing it down here. What is the recipe of moving the traffic like that? And he had, they explained, you know, it's the traffic lights. They work the traffic lights to all sit green for a while, letting the flow of that traffic through. So you got to, you change all of that when you move the swamp. Yep. I, it, look, it, a, a, anything's possible, <laughs> but it ain't going to move. I don't, I'm, I hope it don't. I hope Scott made the right decision. I know him when I see him and we chat about, Little things here and there, Steve. So, but being a business owner, man, I think there, me personally as a business owner in Gainesville, and we love it when the swamp sits right there because we make deliveries there ourselves and stuff like that. But uh, the other thing, too, Steve, on football, I feel pretty good about the Gator season, man. I'm not going to speak on the losses just yet. But, uh, you know, Billy Napier got his foot wet in the SEC as a head coach. Uh, he going to come in with coaching changes himself and the team. Obviously, it doesn't get better, you know, and uh, like you say, they've been some of the ones been there last year, but everybody's going to be playing a lot of new faces, you know, even Georgia. They ain't no bomb threat. LSU ain't a bomb threat. The Gators was in all the lo- all of those games last year, Steve. I think we can slide through, man, and steal somewhere. You I, know, I really do. I think I've said this repeatedly. For those who are predicting, you know, doom and gloom, and I get it, you know, it, the, the, you're either – you see things optimistically or you see things pessimistically because you're looking at the lens of last year. I, I get it. Right. La- last year yeah. wasn't good, let's face it. And the year before that hey, wasn't great either. You're right. But if you can just win a game against a South Carolina, a Missouri, a Kentucky, and a Vanderbilt, and then maybe sneak a win in against somebody you shouldn't beat, well, that's exactly. eight or nine wins, and it's not going to get you to the playoff, but it's a building block, certainly, and it helps in recruiting because now Billy Napier can go out and say, look, we went from six wins to eight wins, and you know, we blah, blah, blah. So that's certainly possible. That's right. And I, I almost ended with this, Steve. Just like uh, Pat Dula said on the tailgate yesterday, I heard him say, uh, Mizzou almost beat Georgia last year, if you can remember. All they had to do was just keep doing what they was doing, but they made a change. And it hurt them. So if Mizzou can almost beat them, I think the Gators can slide one just like you say, steal a game that you – or beat, win a game you wasn't supposed to win, but you won it. So I think we can, Steve. I feel pretty good about it. You know, I ain't going to speak on it. i give you a call close as the season gets. Uh, my man, it's good to chat with you, my man. I'm always tuned in. But I be in this semi-truck. Sometimes I get real busy out here, Steve. <laughs> hey, you got you got to earn <laughs> You got to make a buck, man. I understand. Swamp Bank, thanks, hey, man. Hey, for real, though. Hey, hey uh, Steve, I'm going to end it with this, man. I ask that the Gator Nation, man, uh, keep um, one, of the fav- one of my favorite callers, old Byron. Keep him in your prayers. He lost his son about a week ago when you was on vacation. Oh. So, uh, yeah, just keep him in your prayers, man. He's. Why he's groomed, you know, trying to get over that. And it's going to take some healing process for him. So uh, he lost his son, man. And I hope he's listening. And uh, just know that, you know, we're praying for you, man. All right. Swan Thanks, man. Yeah, that's, uh, Byron, if you are listening, I did not know that. So um, certainly condolences. 114, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's-
here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Brooke tonight. In soccer, Team USA tied their third match in the FIFA World Cup with Portugal this morning. As the U.S. team moves on, they will play again this Sunday. In baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays beat the Yankees last night in their first game of the series 5-1. They will play again today, and make sure you tune in here for the coverage of that game tonight at 6.30. The Miami Marlins will also play their second game against the Philadelphia Phillies today at 6.40. Gator football is back in action, and as of yesterday, they had their first fall practice. This weekend, an open practice for fans is set to be held on Saturday from 2.30 to 4.30 p.m. inside the stadium. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Brooke Janine. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. You know, buying a vehicle is uh, something that takes time, and you want to get something that obviously you're going to love to drive. That's a big financial investment, too. And the people at Southeast Car Agency know that. And that's why they offer you the widest selection they can bring to their place of business so you can choose the vehicle you want at the price you're looking to pay. But remember, if you're looking for a new vehicle, this isn't the place to go. They don't have any. Since opening their doors 40-plus years ago, they have specialized in late-model, low-mileage vehicles for you to choose from. Go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles that way. All the information is there for you. And if you want to go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, you can test drive the vehicles. You can ask questions of the sales staff. They're there to help you, but they never try to hard sell you. Remember, when you go see them, tell the Cousins family, Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission is Gainesville's no-hassle, no-overcharge repair shop since 1928. It's the same-day maintenance offers that keep you safe on the road. It's their ASE techs that find the problem and fix it right the first time. And it's the straight talk and excellence you'd expect in the swamp. Whatever your car needs, trust Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. Keeping cars on the road since 1928. Call 352-283-8373 or visit bushautorepair.com. Does your knee pain keep getting worse? How about that pain in your shoulder or hip or back? Don't let them tell you steroids and surgery are your only options. Take my advice now and call QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics can make that pain go away with all natural advanced regenerative medicine. They're helping people here every day with these amazing natural treatments that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. It's like turning back the clock. Regenerative medicine uses concentrated healing agents from your own body to stimulate that damaged tissue in your joints so they can work like they're supposed to, and there's zero downtime. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting medical breakthrough. Patients here are getting real lasting relief and are saying no to surgery and drugs. If you have pain due to injury or arthritis, this is a remarkable option you need to check out, and the consultation is free. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Worn out tires are a danger to you, your passengers, and other drivers. TireRack.com reminds you to inspect your tires regularly. Grab a quarter, stick it in the tread, and if you can see the top of Washington's head, it's time to replace. Go to my page, TireRack.com slash Dan. Use the Tire Decision Guide to find the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Continental Tires and tread confidently. 
TireRack.com. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned, doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant, doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard, that's also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. No, Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though, see the terms and check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is EJ Jarvis, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98, 1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Won't be long before you've seen him play a little hoops for the Gators. Williams says, I generally disagree with you as it relates to patience level of our fan base specifically. Coach Spurrier forever changed expectations 33 years ago, not just in football, but every sport. People forget Ron Zook was fired 20 years ago and given only two and a half years. We as Florida fans are no more impatient today than we were then. I do believe more programs have joined us in that level of impatience, but this is not new for Florida fans. That's what happens with success. Because it's expected that that next person is going to be just as successful as the one previous. And I keep saying this. I'm not saying that shouldn't be the case. Because that's where the expectation should be. But Steve Spurrier's and Urban Meyer's and Billy Donovan's don't come down the pike. Just like nothing. It, it, it demeans how special they are to me if fans think that the next dude will do exactly what they did. That's really hard to do. Byron, hello. Steve, I want to thank you for your show. It's therapy, as I told other people. And and whoever, I, I go up with names, Swamp Gator, I love you. And Steve, all, all you Gator fans out there, I've always been positive and optimistic. We're going undefeated, man. <laughs> We're not losing nothing. Steve, I, Steve, I always do this, though. Uh, you know, I tell you about they, the VA ain't commit me yet. But but listen, I, I love you guys. I love you, Swamp Gator. And when Richard was there, I, we was always going to be undefeated. Napier, and and I'm glad the basketball coach recruiting those guys. And uh, I hope we get it right, man. We're going to do it, Steve. I love y'all and love the Gators. My son, too. Go Gators! Well, Byron, our condolences to you, man. I, I, I know how tough that must be. So um, prayers for you, my friend. Okay, thank you, Byron. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email s russell at wruf dot com. Bottom of the hour, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, will join us. Talk a little National Football League again. Major League Baseball trade deadline is coming up, and uh, we will see what happens there. But to this point, um, it's there's nothing blockbustery uh, that is happening. Interesting, Steve Sarkeesian, Texas coach, uh, their last year in the Big 12, um, he says this team's taken on the mindset of being 
on a mission. Uh, we're the University of Texas. We get it. Our last year in the Big 12, we can sit there and be a punching bag or we can go attack the people we're going to play. I think they've assumed that responsibility to say we're going to go after everybody else too. I think that's the right mentality to have. For the first time since 2009, think of that. Texas was picked to win the league. Texas, right? So it's been, do my math, what, 14 years since Texas was picked to win the league. It, it, I'm telling you, it doesn't take long sometimes to go down. And it's very difficult to get back on top. J.D. joins us. Hi, J.D. Hey, Steve. Um, I listened with great interest yesterday to, to Scott Strickland. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm sitting here thinking I've been a season ticket holder for a long, long time now. I don't need to go into that. But um, the things that, sh- that jumped out to me were, were the, air con- the, the air conditioning or the, or the cooling there on the, on the uh, uh, walkways underneath the stadium and the, and the restrooms. But in listening to that, um, you know, I had forgotten that there were office buildings, offices on the west side of that stadium, and then Yon Hall on the east side that could be uh, moved and then and then expand those concourses, which would help greatly. Um, the other thing is, uh, you know, I guess you're talking about seat reduction, but I hope it's not a whole lot of seat reduction. Oh, it's just that's just me. I'm just nostalgic, I guess. Well, it'll be um, thousands. There, there's no question. There'll be thousands of seats now. Am I talking five thousand versus fifteen thousand? I, I don't know. Yeah, I know, I know. And again, I'm, I'm a traditionalist. You know, ninety thousand sounds good to me. You got ninety thousand. You know, what's really, I guess, the capacity is listed is eighty-eight. But uh, 90 sounds good, and 80 sounds good. So I'm hoping we're not down into the 70s. That's just, I know that's nitpicking. But uh, anyway, uh, Steve, a football, Gator football-specific question, and I don't know that you're into that yet. Um, but, you know, in reading a lot of the stuff that you, that you see, and, and, and obviously there's a lot of optimism at this, this, this time of the year. Sure. Uh, I'm all in for that. I, I think the media is really – hammered the Gators, so we'll, we'll find out. But uh, let me ask you this. Special teams. Um, I, I don't know, you know, the, the, the kicking was, the kicking was, I guess, erratic, probably at best, maybe last year. And then the special teams themselves were abysmal. I think we didn't, who, who do we have, didn't we have a grant assistant or a, cons, uh, what do you call those things? Not a consultant, but um all the paid analysts or somebody coaching the special teams. I mean, what, what, what do you see? I, I know I'm getting into, I'm getting way down into specifics. I'm probably getting way ahead of the game here. But on that special teams, you don't go to press conferences. You can't ask the questions. I would love for somebody to ask the question uh, about special teams. So I'm gonna hang up and listen. Thank you, sir. Okay, JD. Thank you. Oh, I, I think that will. Um be brought up eventually because that's not something that usually gets asked right away. It's about the offense. It's about the defense. Um, but the, the same, and, and remember, special teams also includes kick return, punt return, and those units 
have not been particularly dynamic. So will that get a little juice? I think everybody looks at, well, who's going to be the kicker? Okay, who's going to be the place kicker? I, I get all that, and that's important. You know, Crawshaw is back, certainly. Mahalik is back. Smack is back. So, you know, what will happen? We will see. I personally would like to see a little more dynamism, if possible, in Florida's return game. Is, you know, is there truly a guy that can be a game-breaker, that can bring one back? And I think we have to see, you know, what happens there. Um, but, I, look, Chris Couch is going to coach that group, I, I think, uh, and we'll see what happens. That's all I think we can really do um, at this point. And, by the way, um, if you listen to all of the coaches that have been interviewed so far when camp opened, what are they talking about? I mean, nobody at this time of the year says we suck. No, nobody, okay? Um, Florida has, I believe I'm right, the number is correct, I think 18 practices, a uh, couple of scrimmages, and then they go into game week. That's it. That's what you have, right? So can, 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 can Florida, you know, somehow turn things around? Um, think what's happened. They moved into the Heavener Center, right, the new complex. Things have gotten, you know, pretty good there. Napier talks about a better accountability of this team. Um, he does things. To, you have to get to know the other person. If you don't, you get docked for it, you know, all that. So if, if you don't think this team has a little, you know, something, something, they better. They should after last year. 128, time check brought to you by Hayes. We're going to talk a little NFL Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, joins us next. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Everybody's friendly. You know, you walk into some places and you can tell who's having a bad day. Not here. It's like everybody's having a good day, every day. Expect the unexpected. I thought I had the worst dental problems that anyone could have. Not so. Uh, once it, once we got into the procedures and, and he explained everything that was going to be done, my problems seemed few. If you have any type of hang-ups or fears, anxiety about going to the dentist, which most people probably do, I can assure you, especially from my experience, that they'll relax you enough to where you, you don't have those fears or anxieties. And that's been the greatest part of, of being here. And that's why I continue to stay here. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez. And if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Everybody knows that Melden Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. But since they opened their doors in 1971, they have been the community partner of Gainesville, Ocala, and North Central Florida. Meldon Law is there through all kinds of weather. 
with offices in Gainesville, Lake City, and Ocala. Melvin Law, we won't back down. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. A mix of sun and clouds again this afternoon with temperatures rising into the lower 90s, higher heat indices. Seabury showers and storms will kick up again first along the nature coast and move inland and east during the afternoon and into the evening. We do have a stalled front over the southeast that could kick up an additional round of thunderstorms, especially for the I-10 corridor later on tonight. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. With the dog days of summer coming to an end, we want to send you out in style with a trip to the drop. The race hosts the Cleveland Guardians on Saturday, August 12th. And we're going to hook you up with four tickets to the game and a hotel stay in Tampa. And when you get back to Gatesville, how about a $50 gift card to Spurrier's Gridiron Grill? Along with an autographed visor courtesy of the HBC. To register, log on to WRUF.com and click on Contests. There, you'll find the Ray Summer Showcase. Just fill out the form and you'll be in the running to win. And we thank you for listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Your home for race baseball. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. NFL training camps are in full swing right now. And that means we bring back the good folks at Pro Football Focus to talk both NFL and college football with us as the new college, as the new season is just about upon us. That means Brad Spielberger is back today to talk a little NFL. Brad, hope you've enjoyed your summer, but we're in NFL training camp time now already, right? Yeah, hope you did as well. But, yes, football is fully back in swing. Pads are on. It's ready to go. Um, I'm interested in your thoughts about the whole Barkley situation and the running backs getting together because that position has been, you know, devalued, if you will. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, yeah I think we are approaching a rock bottom for the position Not there already, frankly. Um, you know, obviously Barkley gets a ton of coverage and spotlight, as he should, second overall pick, the face of a New York franchise, et cetera. I mean, Josh Jacobs is going to finish the 2023 season still 25 years old. He won a rushing title last year. He has no major career injuries. Um, and I don't think – I think they were less close to a deal than Saquon Barkley was. So, yeah, the Barkley, you know, I think he shows also what happens in today's NFL if you don't take a bad deal, you know, where he got $900,000 in incentives that are tied to making the playoffs and that are tied to very lofty statistical categories. They're going to be hard to earn. That's 
that that's the market right now. That's the nature of the position. It, it, like I said, I, you know, we, we might be at a rock bottom where it's basically impossible to get paid if you are a marquee running back. Uh, is that because the, the the game is focused so much to the quarterback and the throwing game? What's caused this? So that is certainly a big part of it. You know, just the emphasis on the passing game and the value in passing the football over rushing the football compared to the history of the sport. But it's also just the, the replaceability of the position to where, you know, the, the peak of, it, of an NFL running back's career is their low 20s. Frankly, it's probably their junior year of college through their third NFL season is probably when you're going to be most efficient and at the peak of your abilities. And teams have just seen time and time and time again when they do give out that second contract to a 26-, 27-year-old player. By the time those guys are on the third year of that deal, you know, the, the wheels have kind of fallen off and they're not quite as efficient as productive. So they, they've turned to, you know, spending less money or taking draft picks on, uh, in later rounds and just kind of cycling through and the last piece, of course, is, you know, we've seen the running back by committee as opposed to the workhorse back. So, you know, those, those guys, Derrick Henry is kind of a, a relic at this point. Um, but, yeah, te- teams just do not prioritize spending their money at that position uh, as, as of right now. Um, being a Jets guy, Dalvin Cook seems to be a pretty good fit there, but he visited camp, no contract. What do you see with that? Yeah, yeah, I would assume his expectations are still way too high uh, and above the actual offers coming in. You know, it sounds like he was borderline offended by the Dolphins' offer, now goes to New York. There was a ton of optimism that they'd maybe strike a deal there. And, of course, there's still time, still things to talk through. But but obviously now flying back home to South Florida, I do think it does make a ton of sense for the Jets. It sounds like Brees Hall, their stud second-round pick last year, may not be fully ready for the first, let's say, month or six weeks of the season because of his torn ACL last year. And you look at their schedule, especially in an AFC where you kind of can't, you know, any every every single game is paramount. And they're starting with Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs. You know, you, you can't be deficient at any position when that is your, your first month of your, of your calendar. Um, there's a lot of uh, places, and it's interesting because one of them is in Tampa. Uh, you've got two former Gator quarterbacks in Kyle Trask and Anthony Richardson who are vying to be starters, Minshew Richardson, Mayfield Trask. What do you see there? Yeah, I uh, I don't really think Tampa is all that much of a competition. Um, you know, they didn't give Baker Mayfield all that much money. I want to say one year, $3.5 million, which isn't even top-end backup money. But just the way Trask has been brought along, obviously the priority in Tampa was always focused on winning a Super Bowl, having Tom Brady be the most prepared he could be, et cetera. Um, you know, but but to always be the number three quarterback behind Blaine Gabbert the entirety of the first two years in the NFL maybe isn't the greatest sign. So I think it's Baker Mayfield's job to lose. Maybe he has a short leash, and then if he you know, doesn't get off to a good start, they'll say, hey, we use a second-round pick on Kyle Trask. Let's see what he's got. But, but I would imagine it's Mayfield. As for Indianapolis, I'll be honest. I thought it was going to be Minshew – you know, only for a couple games, and then you let Richardson come in and take over. But as every single day of training camp passes by, it sounds like he's getting more and more first-team reps, and he's doing a whole lot with them, um, be, you know, being productive, being successful, being accurate on time, all these things. I, I now think it's going to be the Richardson show from right away. And uh, one more thing with that. I, I think he's got the ideal coach because he certainly helped uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, striking did in, in Philly. Doesn't that help this dynamic? 
110%. I think it is the perfect coach to have. Also, and not quite the same player, but coached, you know, a rookie Justin Herbert who set the NFL record for passing touchdowns as a rookie, uh, came in, and of course now the narrative always changes. But there were some people who thought he was going to have a tough, you know, first go of it because of some lack of polish from Oregon and some parts of his game that need to get cleaned up. So he went back-to-back in Steichen uh, to, to, you know, arguably raw quarterbacks and, and made them elite players in a very short period of time. I, I do think that was a slam-dunk hire for the Colts, um, especially it seemed like they knew they were going to take a rookie quarterback um, and, and made all the sense in the world to have Steichen be the one overseeing that process. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, joining us here on Sports Scene, talking a little NFL. I don't know if this is fair, Brad, but it just seems like in Buffalo, Josh Allen, you know, they Buffalo's done a good job. They got a good coach. They've been in the playoffs, but they've not been to the Super Bowl. And Josh Allen was was okay last year, but not great. Is this a big year for him? and that franchise going forward, or, or am I over-dramatizing that? No, not at all. I, I think it's massive, frankly. Um, look, again, the, the world's not going to fall apart. They're not going to be you know, a bad team and, and struggling to, to contend, or I should say compete if they don't contend this year. But I do think you could argue there might be a contention window that's going to have to pivot, right? Where, look, Von Miller is going to be 33 years old this year, coming off a torn ACL. We don't even know really what he's going to look like. Maybe he can get it back. Uh, to the Von Miller of last year before going down with that injury and be a high-impact player. But there aren't many years of his services left. Stephon Diggs is awesome, but, you know, going to turn 30 soon. We've seen some receivers start to lose a step around that age and obviously ignoring any other off-field issues he has. So it seems like they've worked through all that. But, but yeah, so, again, as long as Josh Allen is their quarterback, as long as they have this, this infrastructure with the France, the front office and the coaching staff in place, I think they're always going to be competitive. But – you could argue, is this a, you know, everyone's talking about you as a Super Bowl favorite, you're, you're, you're near the top of the betting odds, all that. Is that window closing until they turn the run over, get younger, and find new pieces? I think that is the window that may be closing, you know, after this season. A last couple of questions for you. Another former Gator quarterback is Jacoby Brissett. And he's made himself uh, a nice niche in the NFL playing for a lot of different teams and he's playing for Washington now where you would think the kid Howell would be the guy is Brissett capable of being a full-time starter in Washington I honestly thought it was going to be his job when they made that signing I think he was very quietly um, a, a very good quarterback last year in Cleveland and obviously not the easiest situation in a bunch of our metrics, look, was he top five in anything? Not really, no, but he was top 12, top 15 um, in, in a lot of different categories. And, um, you know, I think unfortunately for him, we maybe have a, a decent idea of his ceiling, which isn't the super highest. And with Howell, yes, he was taken in the fifth round, but before his last year of college football, people talked about him as maybe a number one overall pick and all these things. And obviously his stock changed going into that last season. But, yeah, I thought it was going to be Brissett's job, but again – I was certainly wrong on that one. You, you read things coming out of camp from teammates, coaches, everybody. Uh, it, it sounds like it is the Howell show going on so far in Washington. Final question. You know I'm a Jets guy. And, and obviously, you know, this reminds me of Brett Favre. You know, when he went to the Jets, there's so much hype here. But the Jets have been bad. And let's face it, the Dolphins are pretty good. The Bills are pretty good. It's, it, and the Patriots, we don't know. What do you see personnel-wise 
with the Jets now? If, if I said to you today, Brad, are the Jets a playoff team, what would your answer be? Yeah, I, I certainly think they can be and maybe should be expected to be a playoff team. But like you mentioned, I, I think this arguably top to bottom might be the best division in all of football, right? I mean, everyone's talking about the, the Patriots as a doormat of a division. And look, are they on paper probably the least talented? Sure. Uh, but they also had, by some metrics, the best defense in the NFL last year um, and added, you know, a first and second round pick are going to get healthier. You know, a great offensive coordinator boost in, in Bill O'Brien going for Matt Patricia. So, anyway. I do think the Jets are going to make the playoffs. You know, whether it's winning the AFC East or, or slotting in as a wild card, I think they will be there. But, I mean, yeah, the AFC last year's playoffs, Patrick Mahomes was the oldest AFC starting quarterback. It's just such a gauntlet right now. It is so hard to contend in that, in that conference. It is. As I always ask, Brad, where can people see your work? Yeah, of course. So uh, over on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad and, of course, at PFF.com and anything contract-related at OverTheCap.com. Look forward to having you back during the year, Brad. I always appreciate you taking the time with the good stuff, so thanks for doing it. Of course. Thank you for having me. You got it, Brad. Does a good job. Pro Football Focus, Brad Spielberger, talking a little National Football League. Um, Billy has an interesting email. He says, I heard you yesterday say Chris Collinsworth was elected to the Sports Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Was he a broadcaster in college? No, he was not. Um, and, and that is not terribly unusual. I mean, Jesse Palmer, right, Kevin Carter, uh, you know, they weren't here. So sometimes you can develop into a broadcaster. Um, but getting Chris is tough these days, really tough these days. Um, believe me, we try. Um, and hopefully we can sneak him on here. But, that, I mean, look, that's a terrific uh, uh, honor for Chris and uh, well-deserved. He does a good job doing that. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Shillery. Final segment, still plenty of time to hear from you. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Max Bernstein. The Tampa Bay Rays will look to gain more ground in the AL East as they face the Yankees in Game 2 of their series. Tampa will hope to add another win to the tally after a big victory last night. Coverage is right here at 6.30. In soccer, the U.S. women's national team officially punched their ticket to the knockout stages of the Women's World Cup after a scoreless draw this morning against Portugal. They will play the winner of Group G on Sunday. And in football, former Gator Anthony Richardson is back at Colts training camp today after missing yesterday following a surgery done on his nasal septum. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Max Bernstein. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. We get the buzz out of your Oh yeah, you can feel it. The hot Florida summer's upon us. And where do you feel it the worst? Well, in your vehicle, of course, unless you can reach over and dial in an icy blast of AC. If the air conditioning in your car isn't keeping you cool, take a ride and visit my friends at Dave Mays Automotive. And of course, AC isn't all they do. They can take care of your whole car, from brakes, 
tires, even engines and transmission work. And my favorite part is their honesty and work ethic. After all, there's a reason they've been in business since 1975. Take it from me, Steve Russell, there's no place else I trust my vehicle to. Located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. This is not a contest. It's a paid advertisement by Family Dream Getaways with the purpose of soliciting sales of vacation ownership. Some terms and conditions apply. Airfare not included. If you want to go on a family vacation to Orlando, Las Vegas, or Cancun, Family Dream Getaways is giving away a magical getaway for just $2.99 to the first callers that can name an animal that lays eggs and is not a bird. Do you know it? An animal that lays eggs and is not a bird. Call now. 1-800-249-9129. 1-800-249-9129. 1-800-249-9129. If you're between the first 20 callers, you also get a Bahamas cruise. And don't worry about anything ruining your travel plans. We can extend your trip and free cruises for up to two years. Name an animal that lays eggs and is not a bird. And you'll get Orlando, Las Vegas, or Cancun for just two ninety nine plus a Bahamas cruise. What are you waiting for? Call now. 1-800-249-9129. 1-800-249-9129. New sneakers. Fresh backpack. Three spiral-bound notebooks. Check, check, check. And the feeling of knowing you're ready to take on the challenge. I got this. Now that's empowering. Let Radiant Credit Union empower you with 5,000 bonus points when you spend $100 during the first 45 days of opening a credit card with us. But hurry, this offer ends August 31st. Visit radiantcu.org empowering to get started. Federally insured by NCUA. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Trade deadline in baseball, about four hours now to go. The Braves have made a trade with the Rockies. Uh, The Rockies sent veteran reliever Brad Hand to the Braves for a pitching prospect, Alec Barger. Uh, But no big names yet. Former Ray, G-Man Choi, was traded to San Diego. The Padres are adding, it looks like. They also got left-handed starter Rich Hill. Uh, Don't know what the... uh, Pirates got in return, um, but I think they're going to get prospects, which would make sense given the Pirates. Uh, let's get to uh, Tennessee Mike. Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. Got a little NFL for you and then throw you a Gator bone as usual. A couple right. of, ask about a couple of games. Okay. Hey, Steve, um, I like to be on the cutting edge, this analytics and stuff. I use uh, 538.com. Have you ever hit that website before? I might have mentioned it to you. Nope. They, they, okay, well, that's one to hit. But um, anyway, um, pro football focus, I've heard different things on that, Steve. I I'm pay attention to them also, kind of like Phil Steele. But I've heard a criticism when they're grading players 
they don't know what the players' instructions were. Like, I assume they're looking at the route they ran, and, you know, they're grading every player on every play. But how do you grade a player as a coach? This is a good question for you, without knowing what the players' instructions were. Well, what do you mean by instructions? If I'm calling a play and I see a route that's run, I mean, that's all I can judge is what, you know, how, how well did he run the route? I don't know, and maybe they know and I don't know this, but do they know the specific play, the specific – if that was your asking, that part I don't know. But I think they well, – I think they're in that analytics field, but I've heard they grade every player on every play, college and pro. Yeah. They're that good. Right. Well, they must know you know, something about then what play is called and what route they're supposed to run or where the ball is supposed to go or something of that nature. Yeah, okay. I uh, got an NFL with the, hearing that Richardson news. So Richardson's going to be the day one starter. Did I hear that? That's what he thinks, yes. And I, I do okay. I do know this from talking to somebody in their camp. Um, he is getting more first-team reps. He wasn't getting a lot early. He just had that nasal surgery, um, but he's back at practice, and he has been getting more first-team reps. Does that mean he's going to be the day-one starter? I don't know, but he is getting more reps with the first team. And we've already heard Bryce Young's going to be the day-one starter with the Panthers, right? Correct. Yes, that's, that's for sure. So what's the deal with Stroud and the Texans? Uh, I would imagine he would be. I have not heard that, um, but I would imagine he would be. Off the top of your head, Steve, who they have coming back? Do you know what his competition is? The Texans? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I, I mean, think, I think the guy they had last year is back. Um, I can't remember his name now, and I should. You know what, Ailey? Well, we, we know it's not Deshaun Watson. No, we? it is not him, no. <laughs> no, that's for sure. Hey, Steve, hey, Steve, hey, Steve uh, Peyton Manning, I believe, almost set the NFL record for interceptions as a rookie. That's an awful lot to, to ask of a dude throwing a – a rookie in there day, week one. Yes, but I think there's two sides to that, and and I understand both sides, and it's uh, it's a great point. If you throw a guy in there and he doesn't do well, what does that do to his confidence? You know, what does that do to him, at least in the short term, for, you know, what he can do on the field without being tentative, without thinking, you know, not playing the game? The other side of the coin, I think, and more of a coaching thing, is, okay, look, I'm not going to win anyway. I, I'm, if I start veteran X, I'm not winning, so let this kid play. Let him get his growing pains. Let him go through this. Then I'm going to surround him with better talent. He's gone through all of this. He'll be a better player. That's uh, Sounds like Baker Mayfield's one bad uh Day, one more season away from being Johnny Manziel. That kind of shocks me. Don't forget Baker Mayfield was the number one pick in the NFL draft. That is correct, right? I think that's right. Um, yeah, I think it is too. And, and, and look, we'll see what Mayfield does, but I don't think his leash will be very long. And remember this, Kyle Trask, I think where he was selected, was either the first or second player taken in the second round. Right? Mm-hmm. So he was almost a late first round pick and because of Tom Brady there you know he was never really given a chance so either way if you're Tampa Bay if if Mayfield doesn't cut it well then as you just pointed out you know first pick of the draft doesn't make it again and if Trask doesn't make it there well he's is he a wasted you know top second round pick it's not easy sometimes 
All right, Steve, two college games, and I'm going to get out of your way. Okay. Um, uh, Carolina, Battle of the Carolinas in Charlotte. I'm, that seems to be a pretty – I think that's the ESPN main mothership game. I think that's a three-point spread one way or the other. Curious your take on that game. And you're only going to get this question a million times, Steve. But what's your early look ahead to uh, Florida, Utah? I'm seeing that early spread is Utah minus eight and hang in there. Yep, okay, thank you. Um, I think that the Carolina game, the Carolinas game, is going to be fascinating because I think for both teams – it's a little different in, in terms of winning that game. Does it mean, you know, Florida beat Utah last year, look what happened, right? So there's no guarantee of winning your first game, you're going to have a good year. But if you're, if you're South Carolina, can you build, you know, on the momentum from last year? That gets you off to a really good start. If you're North Carolina, you know, defensively, they were horrific last year. Can they get better? And then, you know, can that sort of give them a little momentum going on? And, and I think the point spread with Florida uh, will not be that when it starts. I think it will be less. I think it tends to be that. But if it was, you know, six or seven points on the road, it wouldn't surprise me. David, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Steve. It looks like our Mets and Cardinals are sellers. As they should be. Unloading. As they should be. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um as I was getting on, I thought I heard you saying something about a trade with the Cardinals. Somebody going to the Cardinals? No, it was um, uh, the Brewers and the Braves. Oh, oh, sorry, okay. sorry, it was the, they got Brad Hand from the Rockies. Is who they got? Okay, I thought you said something about somebody named Choi. I, I, yeah, maybe I just yeah, but he was with Pittsburgh. Okay, okay. Um, I think they're still going to move Flaherty. Uh, the guy's a free agent. They might as well get something out of him. He's never been the same player after his injury. Uh, I just don't ever think he's going to be a dominating pitcher again. But he's a decent pitcher. And, and in the major leagues, if you can get somebody that can be over 500, that's somebody that uh, you know you would want on your staff, even if he's your fifth pitcher. But uh, that the Cardinals' lack of pitching this year, and they've had quite a few injuries, but their lack of pitching has been horrendous. It's uh, Now, what's amazing about that is the Mets were loaded with pitching, Steve. Sure, uh, you know, with Verlander and Max. Uh, but Max didn't have his typical year. Uh, but uh, everything just seemed to fall apart for New York. Yep. I, I mean, they were good last year won 100 games, but then you know didn't do well in the playoffs. This year, the best team money can buy didn't end up being that. And that happened. The Mets, if the Mets have taken that route a lot, they have invested money in veteran players that seem to be a bit over the hill when they get them. And I'm not saying Scherzer and Verlander are over the hill, but they certainly at least in my view, are not the pitchers they were, you know, a year, two, or three ago. Sure. Well, you know, that's kind of what worries me a little bit about the Cardinals. Our, our two, the cornerstones of that team right now are Arenado and Goldschmidt, and they're having, for the last two years, they've had almost career years, and the Cardinals, you know, they made the playoffs last year, but this year they're struggling, struggling mightily. It looks like the Cardinals are going to go the youth route. Um so that's that concerns me a little bit. But 
before I go, Steve, you were talking about that South Carolina, North Carolina game. And I think that game's much more important for South Carolina because if they lose, now you got to turn around and compete in the SEC. North Carolina can do just fine if they lose that game going forward. I, I don't buy that, David. I Because, I, I, look, sometimes, and I'll use – did anybody think Florida, after beating Utah, would go 6-7? and seven? Oh, no, I don't think so. Okay. So if, so if South Carolina loses that game, does it mean they're going to not compete in the SEC? It's one game. So I, I, don't, I don't see that at all. I do think both teams w- will use that as building blocks because – you know, Carolina, South Carolina wants to keep up the momentum from last year. And North Carolina, I think, had a disappointing end to its year last year. And as I said, its defense was historically yeah, bad. Yeah, and it's definitely going yeah, to be a pride thing as well. Last thing, Steve, talking about Richardson. Um, I guess there's people that think those of us that don't think he's going to do well in the NFL are Richardson haters. I, I, it couldn't be farther from the truth. I hope. I mean, he's already... Uh, done well financially i hope he goes and tears the league up but he just didn't to me show that he's that player while he was at florida he was at florida for three years and and if you'll remember steve early in the year last year he was talking about his lack of confidence you could see it in his body language and that was in the sec in college how's he going to do in the pros when things aren't going well we will find out like i said i hope I hope he does great, Steve. David, thank you. Appreciate your call. And that will do it for our sports scene for today. Our thanks to uh, the director of the college football playoff, Bill Hancock, the big kahuna, for joining us today. And to Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. Thanks to Ailey for producing today. We'll do it again tomorrow for a Wednesday edition of the show. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your day. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM. WIUF. The Chuck Oliver Show. It's an inside look at everything college football. Now live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's time to talk college football with the reigning king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. Baller move. Near the top. College football food chain. Chuck Oliver Show on a Tuesday. Yes, baller move. Going on as we speak. And when I say near the top of the college football food chain, let me define baller move. We probably understand a big, bold, aggressive move. Okay. I'll go to Urban Dictionary because, I mean, that's what we do on this show. When someone's action or behavior is so cool and impressive... 
it makes someone think they could only do that because that person is original and unbelievable. Baller move. When it comes to college football and conference commissioners, Brett Yarmack, he's been pulling off a couple of baller moves at a level, at a level where programs who realize there's probably a ceiling, but I'll dominate that ceiling, and then that lets me feel like I'm in the, for instance, the Big Ten or the SEC. So Brett Yarmark from the Big 12 has been just for the level he's trying, for the target he's trying to hit. The Big 12 and their new leadership. In fact, they're new to college football sports on a daily basis leadership. I- impressive. And really are making, <clears throat> I'll say they're making lemonade and chicken salad. So it's just, it's good stuff. When you look at new leadership in college sports, like the SEC is already in place to be the dominant conference anyway in college athletics because they're the dominant conference in college football, so that leads the pack. And if you can represent in other sports, like, I don't know, win a national championship in Omaha, you know what it is. Send teams to the Final Four. So it's just this the best athletic conference, and there are other really good ones. But... There's no ceiling for the SEC. There is for the Big 12. Greg Sankey experienced leadership, I said, near the top of the college football food chain. Greg Sankey's at the top of the the SEC is at the top of the college football food chain. So we're not talking about Greg Sankey. And the one thing, the big difference about him is he's been at his post for more than a minute. And before that, he was the, the, the deputy. So it just was seamless, and it's been somehow in a totally different way. It's been a totally different version of, well, it's even better. Because that's time. And by the way, Mike's live. I mean, my gosh, what great leadership. So that's where the SEC is. They're not making baller moves. They are a baller move. They wake up, put their feet on the floor, and go, oh, yeah, I'm a baller. So the Big 12, they've got a ceiling, sort of a cap, and sort of a hard ceiling. You know how we know that? Because they're not really pursuing USC and UCLA because if they were the conference of that ilk, they wouldn't have lost OU and Texas. OU and Texas told everybody what the Big 12 was and and wasn't. Well, Brett Yarmark's like, all right, let's concentrate on what we what we are. We might be kind of a – and I'm telling you, look at the roster of programs. Kind of a fun, wide-open group of programs that at the height you have some overall B to maybe B plus overall over their history sort of programs. 